Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 54 of the Alt Left. We are back from our winter solstice break. We have burned Yule logs. We have hailed Satan. We have appeased Vishnu. Let the wintertime non-holiday shit begin. Uh, I am back from the Arctic uh, with uh, Mailman Matt. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And the good Reverend Dr. K is joining us through the quantum metaverse. Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year. So, um, we thought this week we would, um, instead of going through what everyone's always talking about all the time, let's talk about something no one's ever talking about, something that's not in the news, uh, something real obscure, but I think it's a deep dive I think you'll like, um, a little something called coronavirus. What's that? Right? Uh, well, it's it's a, it's a hoax created by, oh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> we should not say that on the cast so we don't get kicked off YouTube again. Yeah. Even YouTube does not understand sarcasm at all. Not even a little. It doesn't understand uh, context, just words. You listeners know the joke I was going to make. But yes, COVID-19 is very real. Well, it was not created by the Chinese or the deep state. And the Republican Party helped create a vaccine that they now refuse to take. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we are. So. Side note, um, I, I know we're going to get into that, but like, did you guys see the Candace Owens bit with with Trump where she's just basically begging him to talk about the vaccine being bad and Trump just didn't do it because it's literally the only thing he's got to hang his hat on. Yeah. And, and again, he, the problem Shocker. is he, he already put his fucking nickel down on it. He took the vaccine. He had COVID. He recovered. He's gotten his booster and gotten booed for it. And he's the one who did, he can't even say like, Oh, it's terrible because his administration put it through. And so, yeah, I am loving the, um, the, 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 the shit fest. Irony. <laughs> yeah. The Republican leadership is having to deal with of both the realism that the vaccine is good the fact that they helped develop it and that they can't take any fucking credit for it because their dumb fuck voters won't do it. Yep. Right. Yep. They, they have to talk about it being bad constantly, constantly, except, except, except when they're trashing Biden, then, then they have to talk about how great it was that Trump got the vaccine out. <laughs> but even then that's so rare. It's so rare. Yeah. That's true. That was a big one in the beginning. That's kind of died off recently. It hasn't. It's not something I hear yeah. a lot from the Trumpers anymore. No, I mean, and and Trump stopped talking about it once it came out. Like before then, it was like, I'm going to get us a vaccine. I'm going to save the day, which, again, I've talked about this before. I don't know why he didn't continue on that route, because he really could have like, I mean, he could have won the, ele- the, the re-election. He could have come out and been like, we're going to do this. He could have been the yeah, hero. he could have been a fucking hero. And he decided to be an absolute tool because he didn't want to face the reality that COVID existed. And and now he's in this, this loop of having bet on the vaccine and not being able to sell it to his own people. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't yep. mean to real us, but I thought that was funny as hell. So, yeah, so where we're at now is the numbers are getting pretty fucking terrifying. If you remember, remember that 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 big wave we had to uh, we had to get over. And, you know, in in January of 21. Yeah. Last December, we started to see a huge rise and we peaked like we peaked of February. Three hundred thousand. It was no, it was it was in January. It's mid January. Um, We peaked at at just over three hundred thousand daily cases. We went through a lockdown. Right. 
And we yeah. closed down mm-hmm. bars and businesses. We took kids yep. out of schools. Everyone worked remotely. Everyone watched fucking Tiger King, right? I remember and that. Had, yeah. I was there. Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. Because that's yeah. going to save lives. It was the most important thing. Fuck your haircut. Fuck your restaurant. Fuck commerce. It is time to everyone give a blowsy to a fast food worker and a nurse and a teacher and stay the fuck inside and don't kill anyone, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, here we are in the early stages of 22, and we are about to hit a million cases a day. Now, remember, that is over three times what it was a year ago. Uh-huh. Over yep. three times. And now, unlike that one, this one is especially dangerous for children. Yeah. Yes. And it's c- considerably more communicative. Yep. Yeah. This is the most communicative variant. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what uh, Omicron in terms of the Delta for that particular variant is, uh, but it is more communicative than. De- oh, it's it's more communicative than Delta is. Yeah, it is. It is the most transferable one there is of all the variants. Yeah, here in the United States, we currently have had. Uh, these are the most up to date numbers I could find. Fifty eight point four million cases. 58.4 million cases, right? Yeah, just, you know, the flu. Yeah, just the flu. It's fine. No big deal. Um, except the flu doesn't kill 832,000 Americans. That's how many of us have died over the past two years that has been attributed to COVID. Yeah, and wrap your heads around that number. 800,000. 832,000. And that number increases by approximately 2,000 people a day. 2,000 people here in the United States a day die from COVID-19. Which, by the way, I would like to point out, 291,000 people died in World War II on the American side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just under 300,000 died in World War II. And all that's of four War. years. All of you, all you, yeah, the entire U.S. cash, the entire U.S. fatality list is 291,000 for four years of war. We have almost tripled that. Actually, yeah, because 200, so we have about tripled that in yeah. two years. Because people don't want to stay inside, because people don't want to wear masks, and because people don't want to get vaccinated. But yeah, it's World hard War to breathe. <laughs> hard to breathe. And, and, but my freedoms, my freedoms. <laughs> fuck your yep, freedoms idiot. and if you can't breathe then you don't get to go out your house yeah sorry if you can't breathe with a mask on then you shouldn't be out running errands right yeah right that's the medical exemption i want to it was a medical exemption what medical exemption yeah what what medical exemption is this there's, there, there is no medical exemption. It's bullshit. It, it's this. It's the same kind of doctors that all you got to do is slip them a twenty and they'll write you a prescription with whatever you want. There, there are doctors out there that will do whatever a patient wants just because the patient acts for it, and it doesn't, and it it'll save them from getting any kind of pressure from the patients. You know. Well, and let's also be real that uh, of all the scientists, no one is more likely to be a conservative than a doctor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Scientists tend to shift to the left because they're intelligent, educated, and care about the uh, objective truth. Doctors, on the other hand, actually have a slight to the right. And not there aren't crazy left-wing doctors out there. There's plenty of them. No, but generally but as speaking, a, you're right. A, as a whole, no group of scientists is more conservative than medical doctors. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, I, and it still blows me away that you can go through that much medical knowledge and learning and, and, and still come away so right-leaning. I mean, because yeah, it's it the only education they really received. They didn't get yeah. a well-rounded education. They have an education. No, they, in- they got a whole lot of biology. And that was about yeah. it. Except yeah. in this case, they don't even use their biology background to actually think like rationally about these kinds of things. No, because biologists and research doctors aren't that way. These are just general practice medical doctors, plastic surgeons, like people who wear a coat and treat people tend to have that right wing bias. Researchers don't. Researchers, researchers care about the truth. Yeah. Correct. So, anyway. Three times more deadly than the entirety of World War II. And again, when you factor in, it's only been two years, and we were involved for four years, you could count that as about six times as deadly. Yes. So this idea that it's not a big deal needs to be squashed all the time whenever you can get your hands on it. Because it's absolute horseshit. It is a huge deal. It's killing fucking everyone, and it's spreading like wildfire. And used to be able to say, well, at least Timmy will be fine because they're young, they have good immune systems, and COVID really only hurts the old or the fat, the sick. And not anymore. Not anymore. It's fucking killing six-year-olds all over the country. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on. I've, I've seen conflicting reports on that. I'm not saying that they aren't getting infected at higher rates, but I'm, I'm seeing from legitimate news sources, New York Times, and, and CNN has articles saying both things. So like like there, it's absolutely infecting more children. I don't know that it's actually killing more children at any higher rates than it, than it than it already has been. From in fact, from what I've seen, most of the infection is attributed to lack of vaccination for younger children and things like that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I read a couple of articles on that one. Well, if there's conflicting information uh, about what to do with um, with COVID, luckily we should be able to turn to the authorities who know what they're doing. That's the CDC, right? Yeah, we should absolutely we should absolutely follow whatever the CDC's recommendations are uh, for quarantining. Uh, once you have gotten COVID, right, Chris? Didn't they just update yeah. that information? They did, and you know, <laughs> I remember in 2021, uh, everyone was real pressed uh, when the CDC came out and said that vaccinated people can go maskless indoors. Do you, remember, you guys remember that? Yeah, I do. I yep. recall. Yeah. Yeah, it was a CDC director, it was Rochelle Walensky. Uh, she told reporters that fully vaccinated people can participate in activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or social distancing. Now, tell me that fucking quote didn't age like milk. Well, and what oh, pisses me off about did. that is we knew that you could still transmit COVID even being vaccinated at that point. That, that wasn't a mystery to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like we knew it was transmissible. It allowed you to weather the storm, but like you still needed to be on your guard because even if you were vaccinated, you could still give the disease to an old person or a young person. That was susceptible. Like that wasn't a Absolutely. mystery to anyone. But it was to the CDC because they just decided, well, if you've gotten a vaccine and uh, everyone's just going to work on the honor fucking system. <laughs> Because if you recall, there was no accountability. It was just tell people you're vaccinated. It's fine. It was this weird fucking wishful thinking nonsense. And I was like, this is what's left from the Trump administration. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Well, it sure as fuck didn't. Uh, Because about a week ago, the CDC comes out. And um, by the way, here, let me read it from the CDC website. 
You should continue to wear a well-fitting mask around others at home and in public for five additional days. That's day six through ten after the end of your five-day isolation period. If you were unable to wear a mask when around others, you should continue to isolate for a full ten days. Now, here's the weird thing. If you can't wear a mask, but you're safe, why would you need to isolate for five more days? (laughs) <laughs> they also recommend that you avoid people who are immunocompromised or high risk for severe disease and nursing homes and other high risk settings until after at least 10 days. Again, if five days is sufficient isolation, why do we have to stay away from immunocompromised people for five additional days? For economic because it's horseshit and it's an economic choice. Yeah, and, and that's not even like a tinfoil hat thing, right? Like, no. here, here's the thing that, that fucking gets me, and it was actually funny because I was literally having a conversation with my sister, and I we brought up Fauci at the table. My sister and I, I love her to pieces. She's amazing, and her and I agree on most things. Uh, we tend to disagree occasionally on science, and she's not a right-winger at all. She's, she's so left, she gets into the woo, and i said something about fauci and she looks at me and she goes really you like fauci and i was like look man like he hasn't been perfect but no one is but dr fauci has dedicated his life to literally dedicated his life i mean what he did for the aids epidemic was amazing he is a fantastic immunologist and he cares about ending pandemics and global outbreaks and he wants to save lives and blah 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 and then i shit you not the next fucking day is when Fauci came out and defended the CDC guideline. Yeah. And I literally had to tell him, like, you're right, Fauci sucks. And before anybody gets their fucking panties in a twist, here's why Fauci sucks in Fauci's own words. Now, this is, I got this from The Hill. I'm not quoting comrade tinfoilhat.net. Like, this is this is from The Hill, right? This is, this is a newscast report directly from his interview that was on tape. Uh, Fauci said there was a need to cut the isolation period for asymptomatic people to keep society running as the nation is hit with the highly contagious Omicron variant. Keep in mind, we've got to pick this apart because for asymptomatic people, we know that asymptomatic people can spread COVID just like symptomatic people. And now here's where we get into Fauci's actual quote. And I want you to pay attention to what he says here. Again, the quote is Fauci said there was a need to cut the isolation period for asymptomatic people. Which means it's only if you don't have the appearance of having COVID. Yeah. Not whether or not you actually have it. And here's this quote again. Let's pick this apart. The reason is that now we have such an overwhelming volume of cases coming in. So, okay, this is fucking out of control, per Fauci. Many of which are without symptoms. There's the danger that this is going to have a really negative impact on our ability to really get society to function properly. He said that on Morning in America. Fauci's the president's chief medical advisor. There's a danger that this is going to have a really negative impact on our ability to get society to function properly. Yeah, there probably is. Lay down your fucking lives for the Dow. And so the next part of his quote is, the CDC made a decision to balance what's good for public health at the same time as keeping the society running. The CDC thought it out well, though the decision, here's where it gets great, was not 100% risk-free. These are Fauci's fucking words. I'm not making this up. This is not an editorial. This is not what somebody else is saying. This is what Fauci said on TV. The CDC made a decision to balance what's good for public health at the same time as keeping the society running, a.k.a. capitalism. They had to choose between people's lives and the Dow Jones. 
Because mm-hmm. society's not going to fucking crumble if we lock down for two weeks. No, of course not. The stock market will tumble. That's it. That is all that fucking happens. Um, and I, I felt something that was really damning is here's another quote I got. And this is from uh, Surgeon General Jerome Adams, who's a fo- who's, who, he's a former Surgeon General, right? And basically, he was saying this is horseshit. And here's his quote. I love the CDC. Grew up wanting to work there and have been one of the most ardent defenders. I never dreamed the day would come when I would advise people not to follow their guidance. And this yeah. is what he tweeted on Tuesday. They wouldn't even follow it for their own family, is what he wrote. The former Surgeon General is basically saying, I can't believe I'm telling people not to listen to the CDC. Yeah. Which is crazy. So that's where we're at. The CDC and Dr. Fauci, who everyone thought was a fucking hero, has basically now caught on and said, what really matters is the economy. Uh, Unfortunately, we've been saying this since we started doing this podcast. We have been saying the same thing, which is that they do not have your best interests in mind. No. And I think this is one more example of that very glaring fact. I can't believe I'm living in a world where Donald Trump was a more competent president. Like, I was against Biden from day one. I didn't vote for him. Thought he's a piece of shit. Thought he was a piece of shit then. I'm even more convinced he's a piece of shit now. I was never on board with Biden. But the one thing I could at least agree with the liberals on is like, you know what? (laughs) At least he's not Trump, right? He's diet fascist. Like, okay, he's a little (laughs) bit better. But he's not. He's not diet fucking fascist anymore. Turns out there's fucking strychnine in it. Because yeah. Trump at least gave out, did, uh, agreed to a shutdown to flatten a curve. Trump passed out COVID relief checks. Trump is the one who put in the eviction moratorium. Trump is the one who put in a delay for student loan payments. Yeah. Biden has rescinded these things. He's not only the same as Trump, he's fucking worse. He has actually put effort into making the situation harder and worse for Americans. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but just for clarity's sake, like because I know there's somebody out there that's going to bitch about it, but no, Biden did extend the uh, student loan payments again until May, I think. Again, I'm not trying to give Biden an attaboy because people are getting more and more pissed that he still hasn't canceled student loan debt. So he's just like, well, okay, we'll give you another four months. Yeah, he, he, he 90 days, three months. He put three months, a three-month delay on fucking you. Nope. I give him no credit because Trump didn't even campaign on that. Trump campaigned on pay back your loans, money's great America. Yeah. He actually campaigned on fuck your debt. And he put this delay in. He has done more for student loan debt than Biden has. And Biden campaigned on student loan debt. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Trump said, I'm going to make a beautiful vaccine. It's going to be huge. It's going to be so fucking great. I'm going to give it to the world. Biden won't. Biden sat on Trump's vaccine that the Trump administration pushed through with with Operation Warp Speed. That wasn't Biden. Biden didn't get any of this made. Trump got this made. And then Biden sat on it, bought it for Americans, and absolutely refused to release the patents to the rest of the world, even though, again, he campaigned saying he would release the patents. And for all you saying, well, private companies developed these. They just, ah, ah, they developed them with taxpayer dollars. That was part of Operation Warp Speed is the federal government dumped a fuck ton of your tax dollars into these companies to pay for the research. It was a research partnership. The U.S. government owns those vaccines just as much as Pfizer does. Mm-hmm. And they've already made their money. They've already made a fuck ton of profit just on the sales for the U.S. alone. Because that was part of the contract, was that once you develop it, we will buy a bajillion of them. 
And they are. The U.S. has held on to that. No part of releasing this to the world would have violated our contract. He promised he would. He would give the information to the world. And nope, they are still... India is in fucking shambles. Sri Lanka is in shambles. Africa, they're dying everywhere. But, you know, Pfizer's got to make their money, right? Well, and meanwhile, we won't take the fucking vaccine. Yeah. And... uh, and us refusing to vaccinate the planet, or at least let them make their own vaccines, is one of the reasons we're having such hardcore variants flying around. Yeah. This is why yeah. it's become endemic, is not only to refuse to stay home and wear a mask, we also refuse to get the vaccine out to the rest of the planet. Because, hey, to break it to you, we're all in the same fucking mud ball. If we're all in an office and you vaccinate 10 cubicles and don't do the rest of them, guess what? The virus is still going to fucking spread. <laughs> yeah. No, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Hey, the only place that's doing any really good job of keeping the the virus out is New Zealand because they still have a mandatory 10-day quarantine for anybody that comes into the country up to 14 days. Uh, That's not true, Kay. Ben Shapiro's wife's pants are pretty safe. (laughs) Yeah, but nobody wants to go there. I would love to go to New Zealand. There's absolutely no, uh, no moisture or action happening there. Zero visitors. My place is drier than the Sahara, man. Let me tell you. I'll take your word for it. I can believe that uh, that no one no one can drive about drive a vagine like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I look at a picture of that guy, my butthole puckers. <laughs> so anyway, us not vaccinating the world, refusing to let this go out there, is what is doing this. It's what's causing it. We are the makers of this. It's insanity. The absolute sociopathic nature that the Biden administration has had. And then what does he do for the holidays? People are like, what are we going to do? Things are spiking. He's like, I don't know. I'm going to go on vacation. Check with your state. I mean, that's the, that's some shit George W. Bush would have done. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's the kind of crap we gave him. We're like, hey, President Bush, terrible things are happening in Iraq. And he's like, oh, don't make me do stuff. Bye. And he'd run away. And that's what fucking Biden did. Don't worry. I'm going to go play on the beach with my dog and my wife. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking posting pictures of him and his wife watching fireworks for New Year's and pictures of him and, I don't know, what fucking General Lee or whatever the fucking named his dog. Yeah, that's whatever. been Commander, I think. Yeah, that's been fucking top-of-the-line news. He's, while you're dying, don't worry. Biden got a dog. So, yeah, this president gives less of a fuck about you than Trump did. Just let that fucking sink in. Like, that is the bizarro shit I'm not ready for. I was ready for Biden to be a colossal disappointment. I mean, he wasn't going to be a disappointment because I knew he was going to suck. But, like, I was ready for Biden to suck. This has blown me away. You know, Trump at least cared about prolonging death. Trump gave a shit about... Not, I don't think he gave a shit, but at least he was smart enough to go, uh, you know, we should probably put this eviction moratorium in place. We should we should probably put some unemployment insurance out there. Let the federal government pick up some of the slack from the state so people don't die. Yeah, we should probably let them, let them defer their student loans, you know? Maybe we should... Biden won't even do that shit. Nope. nope. Trump would have given us fucking checks. Yeah. Trump did. Biden gave us one check in an amount that he completely lied what it was going to be, tried to pass it off, and then immediately ended the program. Yeah. He gave one fucking check. But liberals don't want to comment on that. We're, they were all fine and dandy with shitting all over the GOP for giving us a $600 check. But then Biden gave us a $1,400 check and told you to get fucked. And all of a sudden, we're eating that shit up like it's fucking cake. 
I mean, I'm trying to think what he's done. I like honestly, like not a goddamn the major thing. things that were weren't a continuation of what Trump did. I mean, he allowed what gay people to serve in the no, it was trans people to be able to serve in the military, so Ooh. you know they can go die for the country that wants to kill them. They can't have any employment rights. Like, okay, fine, they can go into the military, but okay. I'm just trying to think, like, like his big thing was the Build Back Better, and. Everything that we and then they split it up, and so the only yeah. thing we got was the ones that helps large construction companies. Nothing that actually yeah. helps the American like, people. No, nobody yeah. actually gets anything, and none of that shit will be done for fucking a decade or more. Yeah, which again, I have no problem with infrastructure spending. I'm no, for no, we need infrastructure to. spending. Our fucking infrastructure in the United States is crumbling. But it's insane that that is what they chose to push, not the things that would actually help American people. Well, yeah. because we're going to create jobs. Because that's what we need. We need jobs. It's all we need. We're going to create jobs, good jobs that pay money. Pay you that $15 an hour we've been promising. Pay you some Fuck. money. Yeah, that 15 we promised you for two decades that is now worth nothing. And, and related to work, the other one that's going on is kids going back to school. Remember how we pulled kids out of school? Oh, yeah. Made them go remote back when there was... Yeah, back when there's 300,000 cases. Well, now that we've tripled that number, um, it's time to go back to school. Here's this fantastic meme that goes around. And I've seen I saw it back originally when they were going back to school last year. And it's making the rounds again where there's this school and it's on fire. And like, oh, my God, I can't believe the school is on fire. Good thing we pulled all the kids out. And then the fire gets bigger. And like, okay, it's time to go back in. The other guy's like, isn't the fire worse? He's like, yeah, but think about how much it costs to keep these kids out here. Put them back in. And that's where we're at. We have a virus that is now transmitting through them. Teachers are fucking dying and catching this all over the place. And we can't do it because that would make parents have to worry about daycare. And would have their parents have to worry. we We could work remotely. Parents would have to actually deal with their children. And we we did this. We shifted as a country to working remote and it worked out really fucking well. People were actually pretty happy about it. And then as soon as the numbers started to go back down a little bit, everybody go back to the fucking office. Yeah, for literally no reason. Some jobs need to be done in person, but remote computer jobs that everyone's been really happy with doing remotely, people were hanging out at, oh, God, I got to tell you, I finished my last semester of school, got my degree, and I did the entire last year online, and it was delightful. I had a coffee maker. I didn't have to wear pants. I didn't have to, like, take a commute to school, fight through traffic, pay 150 bucks for a parking pass. Like, nope, none of that shit. I rolled out of bed, grabbed a cup of coffee, sat down, and I was in fucking class, and it was delightful. It saved me an insane amount of time and money. There's this weird hard-on that people in management have about working in an office. Got to watch your employees. What I'm saying is that they refuse to let it go. And Let me give you an example. So, so I haven't talked about it too much, I think, on the podcast, but my wife is pregnant again. She's due in February. And I knew- Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew about this a while back and I tried to, we had already been working from home at this point. And I told them like, look, I don't want to have, I'm taking time off to do bonding with my, with my child. Like I did that. I was able to do that with my son. I'm not, I'm not going to not do it this time around. For me, I think it would be better for everyone if I was able to continue working from home as opposed to just taking time off. You guys won't lose me for weeks at a time. I won't get behind on anything that's going on and have to spend another 
few weeks to a month getting caught back up, I feel like it's a good idea. And, and my, my direct manager was like, well, we'll talk about it and see where they are. And then, of course, Biden, this was probably, I think, back in, I want to say, um, maybe May or June. And, you know, I checked in again last month and we were, you know, back, you know, everyone was going back to the office and everything. And I checked in and she's like, well, uh, the, the direct suit, the, the seat. CIO, the guy that calls the shots in there as well. He, he doesn't really, he feels really strongly about everyone coming back in and he doesn't really want to go in that. And it was really just for COVID that we were allowing this stuff. And so now what's going to happen? COVID's over, right? Yeah. yeah. And so exactly. Right. And so, you know, what I did was I went to HR, guess what? Because of all the stuff that's been coming out for, for California recently, I'm entitled to 12 weeks. I'm taking 12 weeks of work off to be with my kid. They're not going to get me for any time. If they had just done what I'd asked them, I probably would have been yep. back to work within two weeks and just been working from home while I take care of my kid. And I'm yep, just yeah. like, do you realize how insanely stupid it is for you guys to be losing somebody who works in healthcare? Like, I work in healthcare IT. Our job is to alter the EHR to match all the requirements that come out with COVID. Like that's what have been our primary duties lately. You're now going to be down a person for three months because you didn't want to let them work from home. Like, I just don't understand it. I have a theory on why all of these managers and upper echelon employees are forcing people to come back into the workplace. Yeah. And I, th- I think it is specifically because they need to continue to justify their job because if they don't have people in front of them, they don't have people to quote unquote manage, right? Because it takes a lot more effort to manage someone that's not standing in front of them or out in the field of cubicles as it were. No, I think you're right. Yeah. And if you had people that actually led, it wouldn't be a problem. But instead, we have people that demand that their employees do things. And by doing such, you know, they have to justify their job. Yeah, there's an entire level of management that, that their job is to physically manage employees and they're gone. And yeah. it's unnecessary. True. That's the thing. I think you're right, Kate, because I do believe those positions are unnecessary. I think it's a similar situation to what happened in New York when the police were like, well, we're not going to do our job except for, you know, when we're supposed to actually do our job and everything was fine and nothing collapsed. And you know what? Crime rates actually went down and it was amazing. It's the same thing, I think, for these management level positions. Most of what they do is just bureaucratic nonsense that can be done by the employees, especially now. All, All they think, do is push papers. Yeah. And the thing is, is they're just signing off time cards, signing off work. I mean, half of my job, I've got to spend the day tracking what I'm doing. And then she signs off on it. And I think working from home would shine a spotlight on the idea that they're unnecessary. And it yeah. terrifies them. And that's my point, is they are unnecessary. They aren't needed. All they do, like you said, is approve time cards. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And so that terrifies them. And so they need to get those bodies back in front of them as soon as possible. I can't imagine that it is actually cheaper for a company to have an office with all of the electrical and all of the infrastructure and all of the, the things that are associated with having a physical place versus handing out laptops or home computers and allowing some some funds for people to pay part of their internet and things like that. 
I can't imagine that that's actually not cheaper. It's, it, it is. That's yeah, the thing. It, is it actually is? This is literally a alone. fucking boomer fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was because back in the day, you needed to be in an office because there was not email to yeah. communicate with someone in your in in your your work group. You had to physically go and communicate with them. That's not the case anymore. I mean, shit. We three record this podcast in three different places. Yeah. But I'm staring at the two guys that I do it with, along with that they can hear me. There's no reason why business can't be done remotely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I got into this conversation um, with family uh, yeah. on Christmas. And oh, really? I, I got in this conversation. Yeah. It, and I was talking with, uh, with, with family friends. We were, we were with them for Christmas Eve. And I was discussing with a boomer and a Gen Xer. And the okay. Gen Xer is talking about how much, um, you know, how she's so happy to be back in the office and blah, blah, blah. You know, and about how it was so much more productive in the office. And I said, well, some people are, but some people aren't. She's like, well, I am an extrovert and I, I need that office environment. I was like, here's the thing. For work, generally, I'm the same way. I am more productive in an office environment, depending on the job. Right. Yeah. But in yeah. general, especially at call center stuff, that kind of thing, I tend to be a little more productive in an office. I said, but that doesn't matter because you know what this has shown us? People with children can work remotely. People yeah. with disabilities can work remotely. And I swear to God, when I said that, she goes, well, there's, you know, wheelchair ramps, that kind of thing. I was like, do you have any idea what a person with a physical disability has to go through to get into the fucking office? Even mild disabilities, the discomfort and the time and the shit they go through to have to get into their cars, make a long commute, get into their fucking workplace. Like, you just don't give a shit about that. And we've literally shown that we can work this world remotely and we don't have to marginalize people. But yeah. apparently because you can't have some fucking birthday cake for Susan's birthday, that doesn't <laughs> matter. And fuck disabled people. Fuck people with emotional disabilities. Fuck people with anxiety. Fuck people with children. Fuck people who are caregivers. Like There's an entire portion of the U.S. population that has trouble going to work in an office who would love to be productive members of society that we don't allow because it makes fucking some boomer asshole sad Yeah, yeah. that there's not infrastructure for it. And it's fucking insanity. It, but it's, it's the same again within the same conversation I had the boomer. They literally said that, you know, you can't raise the minimum wage too much because businesses wouldn't be able to afford to pay Which them. Is a and I said, oh this isn't an original take. Like if you as a business can't afford to pay a living wage, you don't deserve to be in business. She would, That's not true. I don't believe that. I was like, it, you believe that a business should be able to function and pay an unliving wage. She went, yep. It's it's a it's that bullshit bootstraps mentality. Besides yep, yep. the bullshit bootstrap mentality, it's proven to be incorrect. Yeah, yeah it is. It but that, that like, it doesn't matter physically. Because, like by all the numbers and all the statistics, it has been shown to not be true. When you're wealthy and educated and have and happen to have lucked into a career that made you and your family a fuck ton of money, it's really easy to have that privileged ass take. And that's all it is. It is a privileged take of it's same as like it's it's people like fucking Elon Musk, you know, saying I did this myself. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. None of you did. But it's that same hyper individualistic lie that yeah. you did something yourself when you didn't do shit. Well, again, it's all based on horseshit. If if we mandated it, if, if again, I, I understand that in certain states there's there's differences like, again, fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage 
actually would be a living wage in certain states when you're in bumfuck Idaho or some shit like that. I get that. So that's why I'm going to say living wage. I'm not going to say a static, you know, a number. But if we mandated that every, that the minimum wage had to be a living wage based on whatever calculation you want to have, the amount of businesses that would actually go under is minimal. It's fucking minimal. It's really not. Not enough to create any kind of economic turmoil for anyone. Yeah. No, it, it just it, isn't it, it's absolute garbage and it's a total yeah. fucking lie. None of it is based on reality at all. So it is it is a lie to make you feel better. That's all it is. So anyway, in that same vein, you have what's going on. Again, we were talking about school kids is what's happening in Chicago. Have you guys been following this? This I haven't. You I were have talking not. a little bit about this beforehand. Oh, what's, this what, is beautiful. So basically, because uh, Chicago is notorious for just being awful, right? Chicago PD is their their police department rivals the evilness of the LA County sheriffs and the NYPD. Right? They're the ones yes. who are the torture prison that I'm I'm aware of. Yeah. So they also totally underfund their public school system. Shocking. Shocker. And don't like give a do. shit, right? <laughs> like, like you do. It all goes to the cops. So what they've done is the uh, Chicago uh, Teachers Union finally was had it up to here. Everyone's getting fucking COVID. Teachers are coming down with it everywhere. They've done like they put in some fans in the classroom. That's like all they did. There's no COVID. And they, the school system is refusing to make people test their kids before they can go back to school. Right. After the fucking holidays. And so the union had enough and they said, fuck it. We're going on strike. We are going on strike and Good. we will happily work and, and not even it doesn't have to be a strike. They said we will happily work remotely. We will not come into meat space right now. Not until this is dealt with and the county puts in safeguard measures that will protect us or the spike is over. Right. Right. Um, and so on uh, late Tuesday night, um, they uh, they voted to reject the in-person learning until the city's 19 numbers drop significantly. This is their quote. Or CPS puts in CPS of Chicago Public Schools puts in place more safety mitigations like increased testing. CPS leaders said they will not implement virtual learning district wide and they locked out teachers who did not report to their classrooms in person on Wednesday. And so they've had to cancel school all week. Oh, yeah. So Pedro Martinez, the CEO, had to cancel um, classes on Thursday and just did on Friday as well. But here's the thing. The teachers again said, let's do remote. It's already there. Systems there. Um, and they went yeah. nope, and they locked them out. And so teachers can't even access their online portals. And to make matters worse, the city is trying to sue the union, saying this is illegal. Good luck. So the city filed an unfair labor practice complaint against the union, and officials are considering litigation to force teachers back to their classrooms if negotiations continue to stall. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot said on Wednesday, and again, yeah, so much for you. Thank you, the essential workers, right? Yeah. Remember when teachers were just godsends? Yeah. She said, our schools are the best. Tell me again. Tell me this doesn't sound like fucking Trump. This is this is Lori Lightfoot. Our schools are the best, safest place for students to be during this pandemic. And we are working tirelessly to get everyone back into class every day. The yeah. best and safest place for your child to be. He's with a bunch of other snot-nosed kids. Yep. Seven into a classroom. Untested. Wow. Yeah. That so- sounds good. That sounds right. While this is going on, by the way, so I got this article from CBS Chicago. Uh, Chicago public schools officially have reported a record number of new cases in COVID-19 among (laughs) students and staff as the district's dispute continues with the Chicago Teachers Union. CPS, again, Chicago public schools, reported 422 new cases among students and 271 new cases among adults at schools just on Tuesday. 
Uh, oh, that's the last day the district held in-person classes before CTU voted to have teachers work remotely only, prompting CPS to cancel classes on Wednesday and Thursday. Both figures are more than double the number of new cases on Monday, the first day of classes, right? And this is what the union said. If the mayor needs to drag us into court, you know, in order to try to force us to do what she wants, we're going into court and point out that we're doing what we think is necessary. That's the president of the um, the teachers union. Yeah. And Mayor, and mayor Lightfoot said, quote, we will not relent. Enough is enough. We are standing firm and we're going to fight to get our kids back into in-person learning. Period. Full stop. She said that. Period. Full stop. Wow. She the means teachers business, want to work, boy. Yeah. And they want to work remotely uh, during this huge surge we're having. Of course but, they want to work remotely. Nobody wants to yeah. get sick and die. Yeah. Again, but I'm saying is they're not refusing to work. They're happy yeah. to still teach. They just want to yeah. do it remotely to not die. But the mayor will not allow it. And again, yeah. remember, this is Mayor Lightfoot. This is the same mayor who yelled at kids to get out of a park and go home when the numbers were lower. Um, but now she's a, she allowed that massive New Year's celebration in downtown Chicago. And yeah. now she wants to force teachers and kids into packed classrooms. Because all hail the fucking Dow. One of the things I have been following, and it's not exactly COVID related, but I feel like... There has been a much bigger spike when it comes to uh, strikes, union talks, um, workers coming out against companies. I mean, the gaming industry alone, we're seeing uh, the stuff with Blizzard, the stuff with Ubisoft. Like it's, I see, I feel like it's happening more and more. Do you think that things are starting to boil over, or do you think it's just a flash in the pan and this will all be yesterday's news come next year? I don't know yet. We'll see. You know, I, I again, I, I'm pretty educated in history, not in future telling. Um, if I had to put my dollar down, I would say in general, you know, again, big in general, like the what we're looking at now and how will that look in 20 years? I think we are on the cusp of a major change. Um, mm. I think this is leading to something less because unions are doing so awesome and more because the world is fucking crumbling. Yeah. Um, and well, I mean, like you said, you've, you've got a mayor of a town saying the schools are the safest place and literally all the data is suggesting that the exact opposite of that. And like yeah, the cases the are doubling. That, yeah. Yeah. And in the face of that, she's just like, we are firm. And it's just like, it's comical at this point. It's like the, the amount of data that's out there, there is just so in your face against what is being told to you. It's getting yeah. harder and harder. I think for people to ignore it. And so again, that's usually, why it feels Trumpian. Yeah. And so where people used to be able to ignore it, I think people are perfectly happy ignoring it. I think that it's become extremely easy for them to ignore it. It's because they don't care. They're done with it. They're over with it. It has been two years, almost two years, and people are getting to to a point where they no longer want to deal with the reality of what is actually happening. And they just want to go back to the before times Yep, because it's easier versus continuing to buckle down and stay at home, wear your fucking mask, you know, don't go out partying, don't go out and go to the bar and go eat at a restaurant. But instead, everybody wants to do the exact opposite to that. Yeah, everyone wants to go party. They want brunch back. That's all it is. They they just want normalcy back. And I can sympathize with wanting normal back. 
I can definitely see that things are hard for a lot of people in a lot of ways, especially when you have to stay home. Yeah. It's not good for anybody's fucking mental health. I mean, we all feel that way, but I mean, the three of us are on kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the three of us are at least cognizant. Like we all know that the only way to get normal back is to do what needs to be done to stop this shit now. And that's, I think where the frustrating part is. It's like, I think we all agree that we just want normal back where we disagree is like the three of us are like, stay inside. Government needs to pay people to fucking stay home, shut everything down. And weather the storm until it's done. And the government needs to dip into the dip into its war coffers, stop waging massive war, stop giving billionaires tax breaks, and put that money towards the general pub, general public. Whereas the average person is like, no, let's just go back to work and stop wearing masks. Yeah, and and they don't care how many people fucking die. Mm-hmm. Again, it, 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 it it's fucking sociopathic. Oh yeah, it absolutely yeah, is sociopathic. Doubt. So yeah, no, they're having having your kids in school doesn't mean shit. And I guess I understand that your children miss school. I understand it makes them sad. I understand it's not terrific for their mental health. Again, I gotta tell you, lockdown was not terrific for my mental health. <laughs> it still isn't. I am still nowhere near the lifestyle I had two years ago. I used to go out every night. I abhorred staying at home. A night where I stayed home was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I am an absolute extrovert, and I want to go out every night all the time. I like people. I like doing shit. Well, there's a fucking coronavirus pandemic going around. Deal with it. Cope. Stop being a piece of shit. And I don't care how much you don't like it. Someone's fucking kid is going to die because you're an asshole. You know, I, I struggle. My job requires me to work in a place that shouldn't be open. You know, I, I work at a place that shouldn't be open with people who want to be there who shouldn't be, you know, and and, and but nope, that's what we did. You know, we, we, we opened up restaurants and bars and we decided that, you know, we were going to have st- stadiums open again and casinos are coming back and just everything that nothing is going to close. And we're going back to normal because this and again, this is it all started with the CDC. The CDC told us that once you have a vaccine, you just tell people a vaccine, everything's going to be fucking fine. And that's not because the science said that and the science has changed because I can forgive that when the science changes and the policy changes based on that, that is absolutely a good thing. Yeah. I'm I'm happy changed. The science didn't change. The only thing that changed was political pressure and economic pressure. And we have decided in this country um, that that money matters more than people. And again, we, that shouldn't be surprising. It's a capitalist nation. But typically, even this is unprecedented. Even in previous times when there was a cataclysmic emergency, government would spring into action to help people and would yeah. not force them to go die. Um, but again, we're kind of seeing a return to the anti-labor movement 100 years ago. Whereas, yeah. nope, the authorities are here to make sure you die working for the dollar. And at least the CDC used to be above that. The CDC was a place for science, for caring, and for health. And their decisions were science-based. And they aren't anymore. Their decisions are economic-based. The CDC has sold out. Dr. Fauci has failed us. And we're on our own, guys. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> Yay! On that Boy, happy you note, you just a ray of sunshine this week, Chris. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? It's not my fault. The world's on fire. I'm just not going to fucking lie about it. 
<laughs> What's uh, anything going on in the mailbag uh, since uh, since the holidays? Actually, we don't. Like, I mean, we were all on vacation and we all kind of went radio silent. I mean, we barely, with, with with my move and everything, I was barely talking to you guys for the last couple of weeks, to be fair. So haven't been really reaching out. I'm just now starting to get back active. Chris, thanks, by the way, for taking over our Twitter. Odds are, if you've been engaging with us on Twitter the last three weeks, you've been talking to Chris. Um, That's why our Twitter's been a little off the rails. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, I'm I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, And so if you're enjoying it, well, it's Chris, and you can thank him for that. If you're not enjoying it, it's probably because you're an asshole he's been arguing with, and you you deserve everything he said to you. So there's my mailbag. How's that? (laughs) Perfect. Well, everyone, before Matt goes crazy, email him, talk to us. Tell us what you think about this episode. Maybe you think Fauci's great, and the CDC's awesome, or maybe you think they're terrible, or it's somewhere in between. And maybe you think I'm just a fucking asshole who's way too negative. I'm going to call you a Pollyanna dipshit, but you're allowed to have that opinion. You should tell Matt about it. I mean, I do think you're an asshole who's way too negative, but I love the fuck out of you, and you're also great. I'm I'm in that same similar camp, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I can't help that shit is negative. <laughs> it's all your fault, dude. <laughs> it doesn't get better unless we talk about it. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for being here uh, for this socially distant podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, soon, one day when COVID is over, we'll go back to uh, sending quantum spit at you through the through the etherverse. But until then, we are keeping our quantum germs to ourselves. And uh, please be safe. Wear a mask. Stay six feet away from people. Uh, If you need to stay home, if you need to work remote, do whatever you can to protect yourselves and your families. Because I know I I made a big thing about how we are alone out there. And that is because our government has failed us and doesn't care. People have not. And there are good people. And there are family and friends and neighbors and coworkers and people who give a shit whether or not you live or die. And you are not the only one who cares. So seek them out. And please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Until then, the revolution is you. (laughs) 